This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you like more information about today's show, give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page and check out our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. During the 2020 presidential election, We heard a lot about plans for the COVID-19 vaccine development and distribution, as well as cautious plans for a return to normal life, and with good reason. After all, the pandemic has been the dominant issue throughout the world for nearly a year and a half now. Yet, despite the pandemic's oversized importance, there are other pressing political issues that have to be addressed. According to President Biden's tax plan proposal, probably the biggest political and economic issue we'll likely see for at least the next several months. On today's show, we're going to spend time breaking down the plan and most importantly, how it may impact you, your wallet, and your overall financial strategy. The details we're sharing today are referenced in an outstanding Investopedia article explaining Biden's tax plan. And before we really get rolling, I want to also emphasize that right now, the Biden tax plan is just that, a plan. It will be debated, negotiated, and changed. After that, it will need to be passed by both the House and the Senate. And then, after all of that, Biden will be able to sign it into law. So, long story short, many of the details you'll hear today are likely going to make it to the bill, and some will not. The plan's first significant component that the article addresses is the proposal to renew higher tax rates and the alternative minimum tax, Biden's plan would repeal the tax reductions that were passed in 2017. That means the top individual federal income tax bracket would return to 39.6% from the current 37%. And the corporate rate would jump back to 28% from the current 21%. For people with incomes of $400,000 or more, tax benefit afforded itemized deductions would be capped at 29% 
instead of the percentage tax rate that applies for higher tax brackets. Rates would be tiered in such a way that folks with incomes below $400,000 wouldn't face increases. Taxpayers whose income is more than $1 million would pay the same rate on their investment income as they do on wages. Also, the so-called carry interest loophole, which is claimed by numerous private equity and hedge fund managers, would vanish. The corporate rate would jump to 28% from the current 21%. As we noted a few moments ago, in an effort to block profitable companies from avoiding taxes entirely, all corporations would be subject to a 15% alternative minimum tax on profits of $100 million or more. Corporations would be on the hook for the regular tax or the alternative minimum tax, whichever is greater. Additionally, the Biden plan would also go after companies that export jobs overseas while incentivizing investments in infrastructure, green energy, transportation, and manufacturing. It would also boost taxes for from the current 10.5% to 21% on global, intangible, low-taxed income. At this point, it's nearly impossible to predict what impact these tax changes may have on corporate stock valuations and accordingly, the value of stock portfolios and retirement savings. We avoid getting deep into the weeds on investments and markets and try to show it because it's just a lot of information and we just don't have time to get into some of those things. But if you think your assets may be affected by the Biden plan, it may be a great opportunity to get in touch with a financial services professional and discuss your overall strategy. The next piece of great information the article shares is benefits for both individuals and families. But before we get into that, I want to remind everyone that the Biden plan is still just a proposal. It needs to be debated in Congress, negotiated, and likely changed to some degree before it lands on the president's desk for his signature. As for benefits for individuals and families, the plan has some interesting nuggets. The plan touts new and reworked tax benefits for working families, including using tax credits that are often refundable rather than simple tax deductions. This part of the plan was designed to provide lower and middle income workers with similar savings that current deductions often provide to higher earners. The plan also proposes two credits that are focused on children. First, it would expand eligibility for the child and dependent care tax credit to provide up to $8,000 in credits for certain expenses for low and middle income working families. Currently, the maximum for this credit is $3,000. The proposed plan would cap the credit at $16,000 
for multiple dependents. Second, under the Biden plan, the child tax credit would be made completely refundable and grow from 2000 to 3000 per child for kids between the age of 6 and 17. Additionally, it would provide a $3,600 per child credit for kids under the age of 6. The plan also includes an element that may affect retirement. One substitution of the tax credit for a deduction that current law allows does apply to retirement savings. Rules that would balance the tax benefits for contributions to 401ks and other retirement plans across the income spectrum. Depending on the proposal's finer details, which aren't currently known, there could be a substantial impact for higher earners. Specifically, if the potential revision of the 401k contribution offered a taxpayer with a marginal tax rate of 35%, a 20% a 20 tax credit, rather than the present deduction, the tax savings for the present max yearly contribution of $19,500 would drop from $6,852 to $3,900. The Biden proposal calls for increased protections and assistance for access to health insurance, and the president's proposals also provides for refundable tax credits for insurance premiums that are intended to limit family spending on premiums to a maximum of 8.5% of their income. Additionally, the plan would provide enhanced tax benefits to those who purchase long-term care insurance. As our regular listeners know, we are frequently touting the importance of long-term care insurance when it comes to your retirement strategy. So if the version of this plan that President Biden eventually signs into law includes tax benefits for long-term care insurance, it's essential to work with a financial services professional to find something that fits your needs. The Biden plan also includes a first-time buyer credit as a means to promote home ownership as the way to accumulate wealth. The plan would reinstate the first-time homebuyer tax credit that was originally designed to stabilize housing during the Great Recession last decade. The credit would provide as much as $15,000 for a first-time home purchase. It would be both refundable and advanceable at the time of the purchase, rather than making the purchaser wait until they file their taxes. The proposed plan may also help those struggling with student loan debt. It would provide tax relief for those with student loan debt. It would also offer more robust forgiveness and deferral rules. Currently, loan forgiveness must be reported as income, but under the Biden plan, assistance would forgive the balance of the outstanding debt after 20 years without socking them with tax liability. Student loan debt 
forgiveness may in itself be an issue that folks really should keep an eye on because there are a number of different proposals floating around now that seek to address what seems to be a significant issue for millions of Americans. It doesn't seem outlandish to think that much of what's in the Biden plan may well become law, but certainly not all of it will. So, other student loan debt proposals making their rounds may prove to be more reasonable to lawmakers than what's in the president's proposal. If you've enjoyed today's show, visit us at retireatpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we've discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week, this is Gerald G. Genroy. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Gerald G. Ginwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit them online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. Gerald Ginwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed on the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.